0: or what we would call, has been also called Halloween, right? The 31st of October. So, um, why are we talking about it? Well, um, some people observe it. Some people don't want anything to do with it. Some people are just kind of in the middle, all right? A lot of it has to do with your upbringing. So I was going to interview a couple. Um, They were prepared. Their kids weren't feeling well this morning, but um, very different spectrums because of the way they were raised. So one was raised right here in Crete, Nebraska, and it's kind of like, well, what's, you know, Halloween, no big deal, you get candy and maybe do a little mischief, right? And the other one grew up in Central America, and just some of the things that are there with the Day of the Dead, and the things there, and even the sacrifices, human sacrifices that take place, it's a whole different ball of wax. And it's kind of like, we don't want anything to do with that. So... I think a person's perspective and their background weighs heavily into this. Halloween, I mentioned this last week, is only second to Christmas as far as what we as Americans spend on it. Think about it, the candy, the costumes, and all the things that go into it, right? It is second only to Christmas as far as that mentality. So, um, what we know... and the traditions of Halloween are a little bit interesting. So it it takes a lot of work to kind of go back and look at it because it just doesn't come from one place. America is so diverse, isn't it? Right? We're the mixing pot of the world. And so we have all these traditions that come from various places and they're kind of all mixed together, right? And it comes through in how we celebrate Christmas. It has come Easter Um, Halloween, all those different things, it's all mixed together because of all those different traditions. So Halloween mainly comes from Europe and the British Isles, the Celtic area, um, but also from what we would call the church. So, um, and every... I'm going to come back to that. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Every every, um, every, uh, holiday in America has suffered due to the effects of paganism and secularization. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, but our world has made it about Santa Claus. Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus, and our world has made it about the Easter Bunny. And there's some truth to that as well as we look at Halloween. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper. There is some Christian heritage in Halloween. I don't know if you're even aware of that, and um, some pretty rich stuff, Um, but I feel like that's all been about lost. And so we're going to look into that. And how can we celebrate Halloween in a way that glorifies God? Amen? So let's bow our heads in prayer and uh, we'll begin. Father, we thank you for this day, dear God. We thank you for the opportunity to be together, to study your word, and just for your people to be together. Lord, we sharpen one another. We make each other better. And Father, we just pray for your spirit here this morning, uh, just as we dive into your word and and deal with the issue that is part of our culture and how we can live out our faith in a culture that is not Christian, that is secular? And how can we do that in a way that glorifies you, that points people to Christ and uh, exalts you? So we give you the thanks. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. So you're going to have to follow along with me just with a little bit of history. So the the origins of Halloween stem back to a Celtic-Irish tradition over 2,000 years ago. Now, it's, it's pronounced it's pronounced Samhain, okay? But it's Spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So it was a Celtic Irish tradition, okay, in the British Isles, okay? And so um, these Celts who lived in that area of Ireland, the United Kingdom, I guess even in, in northern France, celebrated the New Year on November 1st. So November 1st was the beginning of their New Year, okay? And so they would celebrate on the 31st, kind of the end of summer, And spring, the end of harvest, all right, and then November first marked the new year, but also winter. And so it kind of symbolized death and all that. Okay, so how did they celebrate that? Well, um, they they would um, they would um, what did they do? Well, one of the things they do is they dressed up in costumes. So that idea of costumes was stems back to that. Is a pagan is a pagan ritual, right? Why did they dress up in costumes? Well, they, want, they wanted to protect themselves against the evil spirits because they felt at that time and that 31st that the, the the barrier between the spiritual world and the earthly world was very thin. I even talked a message about a thin places, all right? And you have to be careful about that because that can even get it off into weird stuff, okay? But they felt that the the ghosts and the spirits would come back and harm their crops and would harm them and so they would dress up in these costumes, in hoping that it would protect them and that's why they did bonfires and and even maybe the jack o' lanterns stem from there. Um, I'll talk a little more about that and so that is why um, and it was a lot of probably drinking and partying that was associated with it. Not a lot of good stuff. Fortune telling kind of came out of there and so that is why um, yeah it all stems from there. Alright? So, that went on for many, many years, and it, even the Day of the Dead comes out of there. So, we'll talk more about that. It comes out of because it was a, kind of the celebration of death and evil. Alright? Well, then um, in church history, we come to a place um, at 609 A.D. Okay? So, roughly what? 1,400 years ago? Right? Um, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the The Pantheon in Rome to honor Christian martyrs and a Catholic feast for all the martyrs of that day. So what is a martyr? Someone that's died for their faith, right? And their profession of faith. So all the apostles would fall into that category except for John. All right. And so um, it was one day and it was moved into November 1st. It was on May 13th, but it was moved to November 1st. Okay, and then Pope Gregory the Third then moved All Saints Day from the spring to November 1st to coincide with this other pagan holiday, Samhain. And, and you know, we're never told why they did that, but the Catholic Church was pretty, um, they, they did that sometimes they tried to have a, an alternative to try to sanctify that holiday and to make it better, all right? And so then you have this celebration of All Saints Day uh, that was on November 1st. And then All Hallows' Eve was the feast the night before, a big feast that they would put on in honor of the martyrs of the church. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It really is. Um, but that's not talked a lot about. So Halloween came to America from immigrants in the British Isles during the latter part of the 19th century. And so All Halloween, Halloween means the... Eve of All Saints Day or All Hallows Eve. So that's what I entitled the message. So It's just an abbreviation, Halloween. So, uh, let's look at some of the things that are associated with Halloween costumes. So they stem from that tradition with Samhain um, where they would dress up to ward off the evil spirits. Trick-or-treating. Okay, that kind of goes back to that same um, festival and they would, sometimes the poor kids would go door-to-door to get food to eat and Uh, Either give us a a treat or we are going to give you a trick, right? We're going to do something bad to you or um, harm your area, okay? And I think that's probably when I was young where it was uncommon for trailers to get put out in the street. or They just did a lot of mischievous things, right? Some of you probably went out cow tipping or something like that or I don't know. All right. So that's where that comes from. Um, so, you know, when a kid comes to your door and says, trick or treat, they're not, that's just, that's what's been taught them. They don't have any of that, right? Even with the costumes, okay? They're not trying to ward off an evil spirit. That's just kind of what we've done in America, right? Black cats. Why are black cats bad? Now, with the Hispanic population, black cats, especially with some of them, that is just like a huge, um, especially with some of the Christian groups, that's a huge thing that they're, um. They don't associate with. So a black cat stems from um, uh, folklore back in Europe. They believed that witches, in order to hide themselves, would turn themselves into black cats so they couldn't be detected. All folklore, folklore but, um, you know, those things get passed on. Jack-o'-lanterns, um, there again, maybe to ward off evil spirits. There is a, um, you know, there again, folklore, that Irish tradition that Stingy Jack tricks Satan twice and wants to pay for his beer at the pub the next time to get his soul out of hell. So when he eventually did die, he wasn't welcome in heaven because he was so unsavory and a bad person, but then Satan couldn't take him either, so he was sent off into the night with a coal, a burning coal, and so he put it in a carved-out turnip, and now he roams the earth ever since. All right? Somebody taught that story. So then, there's the Day of the Dead. So Day of the Dead stems out of the Samhain festival in the Celtic area, and that's it is very prevalent around the world. It's a celebration of death, and it's interesting that you, and we see that even in our. If so, the last two weeks, as you turned on the TV, you may be watching a good show, but all the commercials are all about what? Halloween, right? And not, and not just pumpkins and stuff like that, they're kind of these evil shows, right? Movies and things that are coming out, Jason or whatever, right? That's what it's all about. Um, And so there's that celebration of death. And I think that as Christians, if we don't, if if we are naive to that and blind to that, we're kind of mistaken, okay? We are naïve. And it's celebrated in parts of Mexico, it's big there, but in Central America and a lot of places on the, on the world. In fact, even in the Samhain, uh festival, they would actually burn people and things and, as a celebration of death, okay? And you go back to Jesus came that we might have life, right? And he conquered death, okay? I'm going to get ahead of myself. The Day of the Dead, though, so we may say, oh, I'm never going to show my kids a horror movie or a slasher movie, right? But if you don't raise your hand, but maybe a lot of the families here watch Coco, the Disney movie, which is about the Day of the Dead. But it's it's in a way that is very harmless, and it is a way that is kind of, it's a Disney animated movie. But they're learning about Day of the Dead. So, um, sometimes evil doesn't come... Sometimes we have our guard up against all that blood and gore and stuff. And then sometimes the subtle stuff gets us. So as a parent, your job is not easy, all right? It's not easy. Ghosts, what about ghosts? Ghosts goes back to the tradition, that Celtic tradition again of Samhain. And and so, uh, you know, that's still a very... I mean, even when I was a kid, it was Casper, the friendly ghost, right? And then bewitched, right? She would... All right, right? And and, and so it's woven into our culture, and sometimes it seems in harmless ways, but this idea that there's ghosts, there's witches, so, but even right now there's a new series on this fall TV series called Ghosts, right, and it's kind of humorous, and this one, the one lady, she can see them, the husband can't, I don't know if it's her husband, or I, I think it's a husband, and he can't, but they can't, she can see them, you know, it's kind of a humorous thing, but this idea of ghosts, okay, so... This spirit that comes back, it's a person's spirit that for whatever reason lingers and doesn't go on. So we're going to talk more about that too. Horror movies, yeah. So just one quote here that, um, you know, none of this is part of the Samhain things, but with Hollywood has come the assortment of fictional characters that accompany Halloween now, right? You have demons, you have monsters, you have vampires, you have werewolves, Frankenstein, right? Mummies, psychopaths. Um, and so there's this fascination and glorification of death, okay, that, that comes with Halloween. So, and one quote says, "While some of this, while none of this has helped the American mind, it has made somebody a lot of money." Uh huh. And then you have Satanism and the occult. So, Satanism and the occult did not develop technically, these holidays, okay? Now, with Sawin there was some occultic stuff there, the fortune-telling and probably the witchcraft that there was, there was involved with that. But like Satanism didn't say, hey, we're going to make Halloween its holiday. Now it is like their third top thing that they'll kind of celebrate and things like that. But um, I think they really appreciate how America has gravitated towards the evil side of Halloween, Okay. Um, it has to make them happy, all right, so with today 's focus on death and spooky things this time of year what 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 can we take what are some takeaways because there is there is a fact that Halloween does have a rich Christian heritage, but a lot of it depends on what we focus on okay so i 'm going to have some takeaways here, and uh, if you can write them down they 're in the program in the loop bulletin there. first one is remember the people of faith who left us an example to follow. So this goes back to All Saints Day. And it was a heavily celebrated thing back from 600 on even through the Reformation to 1500s. It was a huge thing when you would go to the church and on All Hallows' Eve, so the 31st and then November 1st. It was a huge thing that people came out for and they celebrated the people of the faith that have given their life and that were bold for their faith and that had paved that way. Um, it was something that they celebrated, and you just don't hear that now. The only, the Catholic Church, I think, in the Catholic school, I think they touch upon it, right, and um, and I think they maybe uh, make that a little more of a bigger deal. But you don't hear that much in a Protestant church. But so in 609, the deaths of these brave people were a vivid remember, remembrance. Still, um, the day of Pentecost had been in 33 A.D., and then up till 311 A.D the church would endure a lot of persecution. Many would die in the Roman Colosseums, brutally killed. And then in 311, Constantine becomes a Christian. Rome kind of becomes a a Christian nation now. And so Christianity spreads, but it becomes very diluted, all right? Um, But there was this idea of martyrs. So who are some of the martyrs that we would celebrate? There's actually a good book, you know, um, Justin... um, Fox's Book of Martyrs, all right? Maybe you have it on your bookshelf and open it up Just some of the the martyrs. So um, the 12 disciples, all of them except for John, right? So John, they would try to poison according to tradition. They'd try to poison him. It didn't work. And so he would die on the island of Patmos, and that's where he would write the book of Revelation. But all the other um, apostles would die. Peter was crucified upside down according to tradition, and the others would die as well. All right. And then you have others that would follow in their footsteps, um, such as um, Ignatius. Ignatius. Ignatius was the bishop of Antioch. So if you read in your Bible, in the book of Acts, you're going to find out that they both first were called Christians in an Antioch. Yep. And it's out of that Antioch church that they commissioned Paul and Silas to go on their first missionary journey. So Ignatius is the bishop of that. In fact, it sounds like he maybe had some close relation with John the Apostle that dies in the island of Patmos. So it's, it's fairly close, right in that 90 and into 100 AD uh, that he will pass away. But he was the bishop of Antioch. They, um, Rome had threatened him, and so they put him into hiding and seclusion, but they still found him. And uh, he's brought to Rome he dies in Rome. They think he died in the Colosseum, being torn apart by wild animals. But he was not afraid of death, folks. He, he, was, he has a glorious Christian example of leading with confidence and um, just giving glory to God. He encouraged the churches in that area. And one of the people he influenced was Polycarp. And Polycarp was the bishop of Smyrna. So if you open up your Bible and you read of the seven churches of Asia in in Revelation, Smyrna is one of them. And it talks about a day that is coming that they are going to have to endure that was going to be a dreadful day. And it almost sounds like it could be tying into Polycarp's death. He would be arrested um, and he would come before the, the emperor and they said, you know, deny your faith. And he says, no. He says, you might as well just... He goes, well, i got wild beasts and they'll tear you apart. And he says, send them. And he goes, well, i got fire here. I can burn you to death. And he goes, what are you waiting for? He was not afraid. And so they burned him kind of at the stake, tied him to a stake, put wood around him, and he was burned uh, for his faith. There's a lady that came out of, of Egypt, and her father pleaded with her to deny the faith, and she wouldn't have nothing of it. She says, I am willing to die for my faith in Christ. And she would be um, killed as well for her faith. You have these great men and women that um, that pioneered the way, that prepared for what the church is for us today. Their example, our, uh, we are built upon their heritage and what they did for us. And they, many of those Christians, endured years of persecution, and then we have freedom. But you know what? There is still martyrs today. As far as twenty nineteen. In 2019, this is the most recent stat I could find, that it was estimated that roughly 160,000 Christians were martyred in 2019. 160,000. And right now in Afghanistan, we know that there are people, Christians, that did not make it out before the, the evacuation that are, are, are dying for their faith. And um, it's a very real thing still to this day. Um, you know, as a parent, that is part of the Halloween heritage. What, what a beautiful moment to use this time of the year to open up Fox's Book of Martyrs and just teach him about a, uh, somebody that paved the way they lived their life and did it with confidence, boldness, was not afraid to, even in the midst of persecution, to live out their faith. There are some beautiful examples here, folks, that if we, um, could look at that, it'd be a great way to honor God. Um, Martin Luther, I don't know if, how many of you know this, um, today is also called something else. Anybody know what else it's called? Not only, not only Halloween or All Saints Day or... What is it? Reformation Day. Yep. Reformation Day, Why? because it was on October 31st that Martin Luther went to the Wittenberg Castle Church and nailed the 95 theses on the door in 1517. Why did he do that? So Sarah sent me the video. Why did he do that? Well, he knew everybody was going to show up for church that night. So he put it on the church bulletin board, right? He Where everybody would see it and he listed them all there. He knew that they were going to see it and... Uh, He wrote them all there, and that becomes part of the Reformation. So, um, basically, you have the Catholic Church and you have the Protestant churches. And the Protestants make up Presbyterian, Methodist, and Assemblies of God, and Lutheran, and all those, right? And then you do have the Greek Orthodox in there, too. So, they did split off of the Catholic Church. But, as a parent, this is a wonderful time to celebrate that. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11, it lists all these different people of faith. And some of them would die for their faith. And it ends this last... It's called the the Hall of Faith, that chapter is. And it talks about... Um, oh, Down to verse 39 of chapter 11. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received the promise since God had something better planned for them. And verse 37, some of them were put to death and they were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were killed by the sword... They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves, in the holes of ground. Verse twelve, uh, verse one of chapter twelve sa- says, "Therefore, since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, all these people that had gone before us, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance." the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Amen? So, number one, remember the people of faith who left us an example to follow. Number two, rejoice that Jesus has conquered death and Satan. So, Halloween in our culture is all about death, right? That's what you see on the TV anyway. But we must rejoice that Jesus has conquered death and Satan. So Jesus, there was a lot of death, 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 sacrifices. You know what? If you read through the Old Testament, you're saying, man, they're just all this death. They're killing all these animals, right? And then Jesus died on the cross. Hebrews says once and for all, once and for all to deal with death. He conquered death. You know, here's the deal. Ghosts are not real. Demons are. Okay, ghosts are not real. When a person dies, their their spirit either goes to Hades or it goes to Paradise until it awaits the the resurrection and the ju- final judgment. Okay, all right. If you're seeing a spirit, it's a demon. Okay. If it's an evil spirit, it's a demonic. Okay. All right. Um, and so, ghosts are fictitious. Demons are real. And what we have to be careful about, especially this time of year, but any time of the year, any season. We have to be careful that we don't open up our life to demonic influence. They will take control. They will torment. They will destroy you. Read through the Gospels. There's not one demon in there that did anything good for anybody other than the fortune teller lady, right? She could tell the future, right? But it tormented her. She didn't have her life, and she's set free from it. It helped out her owners, but it didn't help her out. She was in bondage. She was tormented. Man, the one guy that had legion of demons i mean just thousands of demons he's set free and he goes hey jesus take me with you i want to be one of your disciples jesus says no stay here and tell people what jesus has done for you he was set free from that we open ourselves up and so there's a lot of ways that we have to be careful about the games we play the video games the movies um tarot cards right fortune telling. I had somebody call me just this past week or two and says, I need a cleansing because I opened myself up to this. And she was really afraid. I've had to go to people's houses, folks, and pray over their house because weird and evil stuff was happening. That happens because we open up that door. Okay? God cannot touch you as a servant of God. Now, I believe there's spiritual attacks and there's times I've felt them. All right? I've had some dreams. I've had some moments where I've woken up, where I I just felt this, the forces of nature. But evil can't harm the believer in Christ. But when we open up that door, folks, there's no guarantees. And so, my caution is: um, be careful. Guard your heart. Um, and so, as a parent, do you have that. That falls in your category. I've had people saying, "Okay." You know, is this good or bad, you know, costume good or bad? You, as a parent, that falls on you. God's given you the Holy Spirit. If you have a check in your spirit, then follow that, right? And I will tell you, a costume will not protect you from evil spirits, but the armor of God will. Amen? Amen? Paul says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, you will be able to take your stand. Amen? All right. The secular world wants to focus on death. It wants to celebrate it. But as a Christian, we're to celebrate life and that Jesus has overcome it, all right? Number three, you know what? This is a beautiful time of the year to celebrate the harvest and God's provision for you, isn't it? You know, pumpkin, you know, it can be a jack-o'-lantern. You can carve it a great way or whatever. I don't, you know, I'm not. But a pumpkin's a beautiful thing. All right, orange. I even put orange lights back there. I don't know if you noticed them, right? Orange is a beautiful color. For some of you, maybe it isn't because it's associated with Halloween or other things, right? And and see, isn't that the way Satan works? He can take something beautiful, even with sex, right? It's a beautiful thing, but he he gets in there and he twists it so that it can sometimes be a bad thing or even a lot of beautiful things that we enjoy, as a Christian, celebrate the harvest and God's provision for you. It's a beautiful time of the year. I drove to to um, Lexington on Monday and t- came back on Tuesday and just driving along the Platte River, seeing all the beautiful trees, and it's just beautiful, right? And even spiders. We I had, one year I had a spider. It was that orbal weaver. Is that what you call it, Chris? Yeah, it's just yellow and black, and it was right outside my window in one of the bushes there. It was just. I don't think I wanted it next to me, but it was beautiful, folks. I mean, it's just a beautiful picture of God's creativity and handiwork. All these things are part of God's creation. And so as a Christian, we, you know, it's a, if a difficult thing was, oh, I'm not going to have anything to do with black cats or I'm not going to own that or I'm not going to, you know, the list can go on. I, I think we have to be careful about demonizing things that God created, Okay? Um, and at Halloween, I I think, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit there, all right? But celebrate the harvest. That's what we've chosen as a family. We we tend to do more of that. So you come to our house. We have pumpkins, and I even got some cool pumpkins for my wife this year, so if you come by, you'll see the cool pumpkins. They have bumps all over them. And, um, you know, and don't take that for granted. God's provision, Right? God's provision is so powerful, and He's so faithful. Um, celebrate that. Amen? Number four, radiate the hope within you. You know, Halloween is one of the times of the year, maybe the only time of the year, that you're going to have people knocking on your door, coming to see you. Right? They're coming to see you. Now, some people choose not to even have their lights on. They lock everything up, lights off, so nobody comes by. Um, we, we always have our light on, and my wife usually has a thing of candy, and when Daniel was a high schooler, he'd hide behind the bushes and scare kids. <laughs> but, um, but it's a wonderful time of the year to be hospitable to people, and maybe it's a time just to really get to know your neighbors and to love on them. And, and um, kids maybe know from the community and from the school and to show them the love of Jesus. You know, and just the, the bags that we have there, it's a beautiful bag of candy with a note on there Uh, there's a lot of other ways that you could really be creative and just show the love of God to people amen I don't see anything wrong with that but maybe you have convictions about that and that is okay too um but I think we have to do it in a way that glorifies God and I think it's a great opportunity I think even today um uh, is a great opportunity for us just to show the love of Christ um in this world, so radiate the hope that was within you um, during this Halloween. So, what are some takeaways today? I'm going to have the musicians come. As a Christian, you need to decide how you're going to observe Halloween. And and what I will say, I said this at the beginning. I'm going to repeat it again. Your upbringing is going to really factor into this, because even the costumes and even the scary costumes. And the decorations around the home, I don't think anybody here is like, oh, I'm intent on evil or like that, right? It's just what you've grown up with, right? It's what you've grown up with. It's just, well, that's what we do at Halloween, right? So I'm causing, I'm, I'm challenging you to kind of dig a little bit deeper here this morning and, and to look at that and say, okay, is everything that I'm doing glorifies God, okay? And to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit there but also then just to it is all saints day all hallows eve maybe as an adult you, whether you have kids or not you just go back and look at some of the people of faith that gave their life for, for Christ and to follow him do a little word do a little reading there i always enjoy their examples and their faith i need to know that i need to know that my rejoice that Jesus has conquered death and say I don't have to fear is evil real? absolutely it is real and that's why I'm coming across a little bit strong on some of this because there is a Satan and there is a demon now I'm not going to give him more power than he has but we have to also be careful that we don't open up our life and as a believer in Christ I want my life to be known as one that is glorifying Christ not glorifying evil amen I want to celebrate the harvest and God's provision. We don't know what today holds or tomorrow holds. This next year could be a little interesting going to the grocery store. But we want to thank God for His provision, amen? And we want to radiate the hope within us. Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with be overcome by evil, but overcome by evil. I just want to give this last couple words of assurance to show grace towards one another. I opened up Facebook this morning and I don't spend too much time on there, but I, I saw one Christian that I know, I love I love this guy, but he had on there, you know, the, the jack-o'-lantern with the slash through it. Saying we don't celebrate it. It's kind of harsh. Kind of a harsh tone. You know what? If you don't want to celebrate Halloween, don't celebrate Halloween. I don't think you need to beat other people up because of that, okay? If you celebrate Halloween, do it in a way that glorifies God. Amen? And give each other grace in that. If you came out of, maybe you came out of witchcraft or Satanism or something like that, okay? Aaron sent me some videos on that. You know what? If that was my background and my heritage, and I came out of some kind of occult stuff, I probably would want nothing to do with Halloween. I'd probably just, because of my past history. Okay. Um, if you don't have that history, you maybe you see it differently. My challenge is to glorify God and to give grace and honor. And so, as you have people come, if you have your house open tonight, show people the love of God. That's what you decide to do? Let Christ shine through you. Maybe even decorate your the outside of your house. I don't know if you want to put you know, Ignatius up there or Polycarp, you know, I don't know. Decorate your house in such a way that it maybe even creates some discussion that people say, Oh, what's that all about? Oh, this is about this. Amen? Those are just some ideas. Father, this morning. We give you praise and we give you honor and glory. And Lord God, we thank you for the great men and women that have gone before us. We're surrounded by witnesses, by Ignatius and Polycarp, Peter, James, Paul, and all these great people, and they're standing, they're shouting and saying, we can finish the race. And many of them gave their life for their faith in Christ. And Lord, I don't know if that's ever going to happen to any of us, but I do know that in parts of our world that is still happening today. And there's still people that say, you know what? To follow Christ is better than anything else that this world has to offer. Better than anything else I have to offer. I'm willing to lay down my life. And Lord God, whether we have to do that or not in our country, may we have a faith that shines bright, that is bold, that is confident, that holds nothing back and that lives completely and totally for you. May our life be an offering to you, dear God. We give you the thanks and the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, if we don't know you as our Lord and our Savior, you are so faithful, Lord God, to come into our heart to cleanse us of all of our sin. In a past, and even some today, maybe there's a past there that I'm not aware of, Nobody else is aware of. But you're able to remove. You're able to set free, oh God, as we call upon your name and say, God, come into my heart, my life. Forgive me of my sins. Set me free from the evil in my own heart, Lord God, and maybe even some of the torment. God, you're still delivering people today. And so, God, we just um, pray that you would come in your way. And Lord God, just, we ask your blessing upon this day and even this evening. Lord, Satan wants to make this a day about death and evil. But you have come that we might have life. You stepped into darkness and the light, the darkness has not overcome the light, Father. And let your light shine forth tonight through your people, Lord God. We are your servants. We are your light in this dark world. Let your light shine through us, Lord God. Divine moments, I pray, God. Divine moments. We give you the thanks. We give you the praise. We ask it in your name. Amen. Praise God. Hey, um, I've got a couple books up here. I, you can't leave with these, but you could look at these. They are good books on church history and just some great, great stuff there. Fox's Book of Martyrs um, It's a great one, too, as well. Uh, if you want to look at those and maybe you want to add them to your own library, um, do that as well. Uh, there's going to be some coffee at the back as you leave. If you want to just, if you don't aren't in a rush, you can have some coffee. We will be bringing coffee back for uh, uh, next Sunday. So, And we're also going to open up our altars. Um, I just feel like that is a time. We want, um, we're glad that people can to watch online, but we want, when you, if you show up here on Sunday morning, we want this to be a time where we can pray for people and, and uh, worship God. Man, just a beautiful worship here this morning. I just, man, enjoyed it. So, um, amen. So there's going to be bags of candy. I'm going to let Pastor Andy and Lizzie distribute those. But if you want to take some back and you would, you're would you going to be at your door tonight manning it and, and you want some of those, we'll just divide those up between those that want them. And uh, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you this morning. Welcome, greet each other as you leave and grab some coffee if you want to. Don't rush off. So God bless you.